0: This episode of Radcast Outdoors is brought to you by P.K. Lures, Bow Spider, and High Mountain Seasonings. Fish on! Hey, Radcast is on! Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. Here are David Merrill and
1: Patrick Edwards.
0: Well, hello and welcome to RAGCAST Outdoors special episode 100. David, how does that sound? Uh, it's, it's, that's interesting. It's crazy. Sure. And this is episode one of season five. That's another mind-blowing thing to think about. So if you're if you're
1: out there and you're listening to us and you're just discovering this right now, you need to go back at least three, maybe even four seasons. First season was, a uh, granted, I'll give you, we were just getting our uh, feet under us, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely stop right now, pause this, go back to, you know, back to the way back pre-COVID years, Yep, and uh, start listening from there, and then you can come come reflect on a hundred episodes. You and I have got to sit here with, you know, people from all over the country, people we've known, people we've never met before. It's... Yeah, it's a pretty big milestone. So for anybody out there listening, thank you. We're we're glad you're you're here with us and come come join us for episode number one hundred.
0: Yeah, and we thought it'd be kind of fun to go back and reflect a little bit about the journey to get here, some of our favorite episodes, and just talk about some of our favorite moments. And this podcast really started, I remember when you came to me and said, Hey, would you be interested in doing a podcast? Because County Tenant approached us about hey, would you guys do an outdoor podcast? And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know, I've ever thought about really doing this, but sure, that sounds like fun. I love talking about fishing. That'd be great. Well, you and I had sat around and talked fishing and hunting.
1: It's your previous job when I was getting ready to launch this company. And I just had the light bulb of, you know, I think if we take my experience and my side of view of the coin and take yours, you know, coming Both of us have a varied hunting and fishing background, but you're hyper-focused on the fishing. I'm hyper-focused on the hunting. I said, it'd be a pretty cool duo dynamic of,
0: you know, kind of yin and yang in the outdoor world. Yeah, and little known to everybody, our very first actual logo kind of thing was a yin and yang it was you with an elk and me with a walleye something like that it was all right i like our (laughs) i like our new logo better i do too but i mean that that takes me back just thinking about that i mean we had a a logo that was you know very different and didn't know what we were doing at all uh as far as we just kind of had conversations which i think is what's cool about podcasting is it really is just a it's a conversation and, and talking about topics that we care about. And we're still talking about the things that we care about, which I think is cool, but it was, it was pretty cool getting started and having help getting started. So thank you to County 10 for that. Cause it was helpful to have a place to go, the equipment and everything to get started. Of course, since COVID and everything, we have all of our own equipment. We're all on our own doing all of our own editing, all of our own everything. And so that's, That's been a journey and a learning experience, I think, for both of us.
1: Definitely. I mean, harken back to that County 10 for sure. We had their studio, we had their equipment, we had their editor. So, you know, we kind of just got to show up with a guest and and knock one out of the park, right? And I think we were under their umbrella and I'm really thankful we were for about 12 episodes, 12, 14 episodes. And then, you know, we really moved this thing around there for a while trying to find a studio space until Mm -hmm. finally I said... Bag this. We lost a really good episode rec- recorded on my kitchen table because of some uh, electronic interference background. That was uh Dan Thompson. We've had him on yeah. several times, but that was a that was probably the best Dan Thompson episode. And it's just
0: it's gone. Yeah, it's just popping sounds from <laughs> cell phone interference or something. But
1: with Danny Curtola was in your back spare bedroom.
0: Yep. Yeah. Danny's,
1: you know, he's not here with us anymore, and I know that's a soft spot, but. Yeah. I'm really glad that I got to go fishing and interview Danny. And now I can go back and, you know, I didn't get to grow up with Danny, but Mm -hmm. I heard you talk about Danny and the influence he was in fishing in your life. Right. And so Mm -hmm. getting to even the two trips we went on, right. We went, uh, it was a boysen both times, you know, ice fishing below the dam and above the dam. But he wasn't ever very chauvinistic, right? He didn't no. He didn't walk up to me and go, hey, I'm Danny. I'm world record holder. I'm probably <laughs> the biggest fishing deal you'll ever meet. Just this humble guy. So like, hey, I got my pole. I'm coming to right? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And so, and you, you go from that episode in your... On, on my kitchen table and then Danny's in your spare room. We did one or two upstairs in the Bow Spider room because we were just scrambling to find a, a dedicated space. And now having the studio we're in now is, is pretty sweet to roll in, mm-hmm. turn on the on-air light.
0: We're recording and it's kind of our space, right? Yeah, I mean, it. it's something that we all really wanted to do, right? You and I have talked about it for a long time. We wanted to have our own space. We wanted to have a place where we could just go do the recordings, have the ability to bring guests on virtually or in person, we can do that. And we've grown a lot (laughs) over the time that we've been doing this. And, you know, it's cool that you mentioned Danny because that was episode 46 and that was a ways back. But, you know, he was kind of a pioneer and somebody from Wyoming that had done a lot that no one had really heard his story. And this podcast was a way for people to find out about him and what all he had done. You know pike slam bass slam world records line class world records all kinds of stuff and you know he's been gone you know since september but due to the cancer but he's still living in other ways and his influence will be felt for many years
1: if you ever get a chance and you are uh, traveling through riverton wyoming stop in rocky mountain discount sports in the fishing department up on the wall is a very good tribute to danny and getting to see His accomplishments, his mounts, you know, all his all his trophies. So, yeah, you know, and that's to our sponsors. You know, they sponsored an episode there way back in the beginning. We had uh, High Mountain seasoning with Brian and Hans on like
0: episode two or three, I think it was. It was early on. I don't remember what episode number it was, was, but it was like yeah, we had we had those guys on, and they've a huge thank you to High Mountain and that crew, that entire crew. They've been Extra supportive of this podcast, and they're just some of the best people on the planet.
1: And they have a great product. I mean, that's (laughs) it's cool that they're right here, you know. And then we move on to PK. We had Pat Pat O'Grady on like episode episode four. four, right? Yeah. And then PK picked up and sponsored, and You know, I'm not going to tote bow Spider's horn because there's some, uh, (laughs) there's definitely some conflicting interests there. But still, we've got some great companies
0: sponsoring this. And it's been, Patrick, we're at a hundred of these. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to reconcile that in my mind, just thinking about over a hundred hours of content, you know, cause we have some episodes that are, you know, a little bit shorter than an hour. And then we have a couple that are, that two. are yeah, pretty long. So depending on what you like to listen to, we've got just about everything. Um, yeah, you th- Fishing. Yeah. I think about some of the variety, right? Like, uh, some of my favorite episodes we've done on the fishing side. I mean, Al Linder was great too. I mean, just having Al and His experience and just him talking about his faith, family, fishing, all of those things was super cool. And Larry Dahlberg, I mean, the guy that I've just really looked up to for so many years because he's, he's the real deal. I mean, that guy can catch anything on any body of water. I never thought we had a chance to even get him on the show. Like I was like, this guy, I'm going to reach out and see. And he was so gracious and so kind and was like, yeah. Of course, I'll I'll come on and do it. And that was just, I was on cloud nine. People that were there in my close circle, they're like, oh man, Patrick hasn't been that excited in a while. I was pretty stoked to have Larry Dahlberg.
1: Well, when we first started, we had to come up with a list of names. And I said, you know, let's do a top 50, just a, a pie in the sky, you know, superstar list of 50. And we've pulled more than one or two of the names off that list. And
0: for me, it was Zumbo. Cloud9, for sure. Jim, thank you for coming on. That was awesome. And who else, like, as far as the hunting side? I mean, you pulled in some good guests, too. I mean, we've got Kevin with Matrix Target. And Mm -hmm. the thing that comes to mind when we're
1: talking about all these guys and when we've had them on is these are busy guys with big careers, big names, you know, and we're just little old radcast here in Riverton, Wyoming, right?
0: Jason Matsinger. Yeah. I mean, that was a really good one. I really love the work that he's doing. That was a cool hunting episode. I really enjoyed that.
1: And we're still working on, on more guests, but with all those names and all those people, they've been really humble and kind and and just cool guys to sit down for an hour of their lives and, you know, get to talk to yeah.
0: Caleb with Sheepfeet. That was an awesome episode. Yep. Yeah. And Caleb, we're we're looking forward to hearing from you again. I'm sure we'll be talking soon, but there's... You know, one of the other things, and I get a lot of feedback about this on the show is we bring on people who are also new to the space. And so I think of Erin Campbell, she, you know, she's the state a geologist and she got into hunting. We brought her around talked about hunting Shireen, you know, from County 10. She has yes. another one, Jess Johnson, you know, Jaden, you yeah. know, recently the last episode, just like we've had a lot of big names and we've had a lot of just, you know, great people that are, you know, maybe newer to it or, you know, playing a different role in it. And I think that that is part of what makes this show what it is is that it's not just about getting big names but it's also highlighting just some awesome people that we get to meet people that are doing awesome stuff and like mike kettner like i really enjoy getting to know him he's such a nice guy and does good work and it was just really cool to hear you know his episode on blood trailing dogs and um just hunting taxidermy gene gallitz you know having him come on you know you know retired police officer and just an awesome, awesome man having him on. And it's insane when I look back at the list and how many great people that we've had just such a great opportunity to talk to like Sarah Trampy, you know, with her guiding service up in, you know, and sportsman's journal TV and all the stuff she's doing. It's just, it's so cool, man. Cause we've got to meet people and have conversations about things that we love. And we, we get to have these conversations in a way that I can go back and listen to it again. You know, when Danny passed away, I went back and listened to that episode you know, just to kind of memorialize him and, and hear his excitement about talking about going to Europe and to Asia to finish that pike slam, you know, while being just riddled with cancer and getting it out and, and, and doing it because he loved it. And that was just so cool to go back and reflect on that.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I'm looking towards a future we're going to be knocking on the door of episode 200, you know, sooner than we we <laughs> are going to be on back to episode 50 for sure. And mm-hmm. I'm just really excited about where we're going to go
0: from here and, and what we can do with this. If you had to pick a favorite episode so far, what do you think you would pick? And I'll, I'll, ca- I'll even categorize it for you. What's your favorite hunting episode that we've done?
1: It actually... W- you're putting me on the spot, but it was uh, <laughs> yes, I the am.
0: the tournament bass fisherman from oh, California, yeah. Bill Seimental. Yeah, his was the best, in my opinion, on the fishing side of like understanding how species, animals in general, not just fish like you to your point (laughs) because i can see it churning in you (laughs) because the behaviors are all the same whether you're underwater or not that episode is what
1: clicked for me was the behaviors of predatory fish under the water are pretty much the same behaviors as predatory mammals above the water right and when those two things lined up and bill yeah he he might be a tournament (laughs) fisherman right but he's a hunter he's a hunter and him and i because i've never met him haven't really followed him don't know who he was just you're like, Hey, I got this guest. We're going to come on. I'm like, awesome. (laughs) Great. Let's, let's go for it. We connected during that podcast and I learned some stuff that
0: never would have any other way. And he's the greatest big bass fisherman of all time. Like the guy is just incredible. And I got to say, Bill, if you are listening to this super cool, dude, like no ego about it. Like, yeah, I'd love to come on your podcast. I'd love to talk about what I'm doing. Just one of the coolest guests we've ever had for sure. And
1: it's a little bit of a, I wonder if it's chicken and the egg, right? Because we, we do reach out and try and get multiple guests on here. And you and I mm-hmm. are always trying to, hey, I've got a podcast, <laughs> why don't you come on? Because that is, I'll be honest with you guys out there in Radio Land, that's one of Patrick's and my biggest battles is getting my schedule, his schedule, and a guest schedule to line up that'll work, right? I mean, we had Jim Shockey scheduled and it just didn't happen. Right? You know, covid and, COVID happened and it's not that he he turned us down he won't ever come on but he was scheduled to be here and
0: I was I was
1: very excited for that
0: right I believe he was in that top five on that list of people we wanted to have on like aspirational guests for sure but I wonder if because we reach out to so many people
1: maybe more of the egotistical people don't respond see our email maybe look at hey well we only have x amount of followers it's not worth my time Mm -hmm. maybe they automatically self-filter out and you know we get guys like Dahlberg they're like I got nothing better to do I'll I'll give a a (laughs) hand up to these guys that are just starting out
0: right yeah and that meant a lot to me because that guy is just so well accomplished in the in the fishing world I mean he's hall of fame freshwater and saltwater that's 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 doing something. If you can be in the freshwater fishing hall of fame and saltwater fishing hall of fame, you've done something. And he doesn't need rag cast at all, but he cares about fishing and he cares about conservation. He cares about helping other people in the sport, and so that's that really meant a lot to me. You know, and every guest that's been on has meant a lot to me. Even our kids, you know, having their kids on was really cool. You know, hearing them talk about. You know, whether it's your son with Alaska, whether it's my kids talking about, you know, fishing with dad, filming and all that stuff, like that, that stuff means something. More importantly is
1: the listeners may not care, but you and I are going to get to sit down in 20, 30 years and listen to our, our kids while they're still at home. And there's something about that. You know, you only get little kids for five years. Then they turn into these teenagers. You you've got you've got one or two run around the house, and I've got Hello. one run around the house. And they they definitely are a challenge. The uh, the only reason to uh, keep your kids alive is grandkids. That's what I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> My mother used to say she she believed in late term abortion, and mm-hmm. eighteen should be the the cutoff. <laughs> I I was a a problem child to say the least. Pushed her to the max <laughs> more than once. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's but to your point, yeah, I, I think it's cool that, you know, once we do these recordings, they're they're there forever, and it's really neat to be able to go back and listen again. Like I said, I listened to Danny's, and, you know, I'll never get to talk to Danny again like that, and that you know, I can at least go back and listen to it, and that's pretty cool because we spent a lot of trips talking, fishing, driving through Nebraska and all all other and it's places. Gone. Yeah, that's all gone, right? Yep. So. And when we started this, I, I mean, County Ten, I don't,
1: I don't remember the very infancy, but I've always wanted to market this way. And I, I remember the the first kind of discussion we sat down. I said, you know, I want it to be like guys sitting around a campfire, just just hanging out, having a good time. I don't quite want to devolve down just to silly slapstick comedy. I want yeah. to have some substance, uh, you know, a nice conversation. And that's for me when I go elk hunting. Not so much other hunts where I'm targeting a specific animal. But when I'm going on a, a two-week elk vacation, you know, we're taking the families, mm-hmm. we're taking the campers, we're doing the circle of the wagons and have the big fire pit in the middle. You know, the harvest is why we're there. I would struggle going without a tag just to go. As I get older, I think I'll be able to do that for sure. But the highlight, like Africa, I took my dad and brother this spring, right? Mm-hmm. The highlight was coming back in the evenings, sitting around the campfire, telling stories, telling jokes, teasing people, right? Mm-hmm. It, all, all in good heart. But that was that camaraderie and that
0: bond you won't find anywhere else. Well, and people will ask me what makes your outdoor podcast different than other ones, and. It's interesting when you go out and you listen to other outdoor podcasts that are hunting and fishing specific, you, I think you kind of have a couple of other categories besides what we're doing. One is where people are crude and, you know, slapstick comedy, whatever you want to call it, just kind of ridiculousness, you know, and that's fine if that's what you like, and then you have some that are just really dry. (laughs) <laughs> and, <laughs> they and, are rough and are really rough to listen to. I mean, they have good information but they're not very entertaining and some of the guests are just like, wow, that's that was tough to listen to. But I feel like we kind of draw a nice balance of having the ability to joke around, have fun, but also ha- give some content that is actually meaningful and is fun to listen to. Like I, I know people have commented a lot on uh, Hannah Stonehouse Hudson that we had on that talked about ice fishing and losing her husband, you know, to ice fishing, but like how she uses that to help people with grief counseling, all that kind of stuff. Um, You know, Examples like that mean a lot to me because it's like, Hey, that actually helped somebody, you know, that made somebody feel better or help them have a new perspective.
1: And we've had lots of guests. I mean, like Susan talking about taking kids in the outdoors. And I think that's been a a backup theme or a backup character in the whole, Mm -hmm. whole way through is, you know, you and I have young kids. We're heavily involved in the outdoors. We were as young kids and it's, it's something that's passionate enough that we want to pass on. And this is a cool form to get to. I mean, I think about all those moms and and dads and guests and kids and, you know, even talking to, to Zumbo, how do you get more kids involved in the outdoors? How do we, what do you see for the next generation in the future? And there's, there's some Mm -hmm. good tips and tricks in there for sure. If you go listen to all, all hundred episodes from the kids side and from the parents side.
0: Mm -hmm. And there's some great recipes. That's always been a favorite part of the show, but I think. I don't know about you, but for me, I would say the thing I'm most proud of for our podcast is that we've really stuck true to what we intended to do. I feel like we've dedicated this to really helping people with their families and friends go do something maybe new or different in the outdoors, give them better ideas on maybe how to be better conservationists you know, better better stewards,
1: better stewards, just better
0: human beings. Exactly. Like we had the hunting ethics thing that we did, you know, and that, that was a popular episode. And I think that that rang true to a lot of people because they don't like seeing worm containers, you know, at the lake, they don't like seeing the trailheads trashed. I don't want to see a cigarette carton or a Copenhagen carton somewhere. I
1: I don't use tobacco and I don't want to see it. And, you know, we, we've, we've harped on that pretty good. So, you know, are we going to, Are we going to fix it? No, but maybe, maybe one person that has listened to this will next time they're out there fishing with their worm (laughs) containers gone. Oh, David and Patrick might show
0: up and yell at me. (laughs) Well, it's like, I'm going to pick this up. Yeah. I just think it's cool that we've stayed true to who we are. And I, I see a lot of podcasts that, you know, it, they're like, what do we have to do to get more listeners? You know, do we have to throw in more jokes? Do we have to be more crude? Do we have to And you and I are like, no, we're, we we've decided what we're going to be as a podcast and it's, you know, and it's done fine, you know?
1: Oh yeah. We've talked about it and it's, I like to listen to Joe Rogan when he has a guest I want to listen to. Right. And here in Wyoming, we're driving lots of miles and I'm usually on the road with the family. So, I like to throw it on the Bluetooth to the radio, turn it on the radio and listen to a podcast as I drive. There we go. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't turn Joe Rogan on. I can't trust him that I got young ears in the back that (laughs) we can't be dropping F-bombs in the, in the middle of a a random sentence. Right. And if you want to talk that way, that's fine. I'm not going to look down on you or judge you, but I don't speak that way in my home around my kids. And I can't, You know, and so now we have to have a discussion if we do have that. So we've kept it family friendly because our kids listen to this.
0: Yeah. Our kids enjoy this podcast and they, they like the guests. And sometimes they even suggest the guests like Lindsay Persico coming on, you know, from Alone the Beast. I mean, it's like, you know, every once in a while, the kids are like, Hey dad, you should try to get a hold of whoever, you know, and I, I try to bring them on the show and that's really cool to them. Well, I, I mean that, that speaks to maybe why we've had the success is we're just
1: just a couple of outdoorsmen who, you know, I don't try to take myself overly serious (laughs) for sure. I mean, I'm just, I'm lucky to be where I'm at. I'm very, very fortunate that I get to do what I do for work now. And, you know, I just, I'm thankful to get to come on and have these guys that are, you know, kind of my heroes, kind of guys I've looked Mm -hmm. up to that have been industry leaders for ever since, since I was born. Right.
0: Yep, And I learned something from everybody that we bring on, which is really cool. Um, you talked about Bill, you know, coming on, talking fishing. I mean, that was like a clinic on fish behavior. And if you haven't listened to those two episodes, you're really missing out because those are packed with great hunting and fishing information. You would think it's just fishing, but man, no. you can apply it exactly like David said. To we, we
1: applied it theoretically in the podcast to hunting. Yes. And so... You know, and what's interesting with, you know, I'm not going to say that he was, no, no offense to him, I don't, I mean, he's just been in that industry long enough and pip, picked up tips and tricks from other guys, right? Or watched fish behavior or, you know, and so there's a culmination of knowledge in that one or those two episodes that he's gained over 30, 40 years from other guys that spent 20, 30, 40 years fishing, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of the, (laughs) that is the cream on the top that you, you can scrape that and take those tips out in, in the field, whether you're fishing or hunting and apply them. There's a, there's an old adage, you know, 80% of the game is harvested by 20% of the, of the sportsmen And that's, that's true. I've met some guys that are phenomenal fish killers. Boom! They pick up a weapon and go in the woods, and they're phenomenal hunters. Mm -hmm. One of those guys is Zach Even. I mean, he really is. You know, I've been bow hunting five X Zach Even, and he outperforms me. That guy is an animal. You you go down, go fishing with that guy for for lake lake trout. trout, Mm -hmm. That guy kills some lake trout, right? And he knows what he's doing, and he he's just smart. He's just and there's guys like that that pick up a sport. You know, I I think of when we were in high school trying to learn to ride wheelies on on bikes, right? I still can't wheelie a bike more than about a a half a block, and I tip over. My one cousin can get on a mountain bike, a dirt bike, or a BMX bike, and he can wheelie
0: uh, two, three states.
1: (laughs) Until he he needs to quit, right? Yeah. And turn UEs and go the other way in a wheelie. And that's, I've always admired guys that can pick up a skill and just, you know, I've... I've fly fished for a lot of years. I'm not a pretty fly caster. I just get to fly out there, (laughs) you know. But there's some guys that have a, you know, can two-hand fly rod cast saltwater stuff 150 yards, right? Like Larry
0: Delberg. Yeah,
1: like Larry (laughs) Delberg. And that's why they have,
0: you know, line class world records. Yeah, and Hall of Fame and all that. Um, I was going to say another thing I've been really proud of with this podcast is we've been able to help some people, too. You know, I I was thinking about Katie Carey and her bass fishing tournament which is how we got to know bill with that bbz junior bass master championship thing and she went down to
1: i know high mountain
0: seasonings and bow spider both sponsored her to go and do pk that. Yeah. and pk again. yeah and so and it was really neat to see her with her fishing jersey to see Ragcast on there to see all those other ones you just mentioned it's just like wow that was cool you know send be the kid a, fishing to be a part a of that that's you know kind of once in a lifetime yeah big deal And she worked hard for that. She had to catch qualifying bass to to win and to enter that national tournament. And she went and she did her best. And I thought that was cool. And then RJ from Outer Limits, you know, and his cooling system, you know, brought him on. But, like, it's kind of neat to be able to be like, hey, this person needs help. Maybe needs showcased a little bit. Bring him we, on and see what we happens. We don't have to answer to
1: corporate media sponsor, no. <laughs> why are you bringing this guest on there? No, we're not doing that. No, Patrick, and I go, this guy's got a cool story, or this gal, or this person's got something we want to talk about. Yeah, you may never have heard them, but here they go. And then we do get to go on the other side of the coin and reach out to the, you know, the Zumbos and the Dahlbergs and the, you
0: know, the, the names that household names and that's yeah
1: that's a cool balance
0: and it's cool because some of our episodes are very much based on tips and tricks and some of our episodes are based on grit and gutsiness like i, I think about bringing seth on and talking about his swiss alps 240 miles in 15 days i mean that one was much more about gritting it out in the outdoors and, right? and yeah and just being able to hold your own and keep your mind right you know Lindsay talked a lot about that too you know it's all about your mindset um so i think our podcast also hits on a lot of things that aren't just hunting and fishing related it's life skill related and i was going to mention that is one thing i've noticed is there's a lot of
1: hardcore bow hunters that are successful at other endeavors right and is it because bow hunting gives you the skills to be able to be successful in those arenas? Or is it because people who are successful bow hunters just are successful people? I, I don't know. That's chicken or the egg again. But I would more lean towards, for me, you know, being in, in Alaska and Wyoming, if I can navigate a situation where a grizzly bear is going to take my meat successfully, going into a business <laughs> you know, a business setting where we're going to have a discussion or, a, you know, a barter system or, or a negotiation of something. It's like, well, this ain't a grizzly bear that's going to eat me, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the worst case scenario, I, I may come out not unscathed, but uh, I'm not going to lose my life here. So it definitely, it it changes your perspective of that checks and balance danger situation right it's like Mm -hmm. eh, what's the worst
0: is going to happen worst case i can deal with worst case let's move on yeah it's cool to talk to people about their experiences and how they've dealt with adversity and you know how they navigate things um that's that's been pretty fun to do on the podcast um and what i like about it too is it comes up organically it's not something that we have to force it just comes out in general conversation like you said like we're around a campfire it just happens
1: no, we do. I mean, for the listeners out there, there there is a loose script. It's usually, you know, pretty much a generic six to 12 similar questions. You know, it's you if you guys have listened to a bunch of them, uh, I'm going to I'm give you behind the curtains, behind the scenes. <laughs> it's kind of who you are, where you come from, why are you here today? And then we get into the nuts and bolts of exactly why they're here. And then we ask them their favorite recipe and out the door they go. I mean, that's kind of our blueprint. And why do we, why have we kind of navigated to that? Because that's what I want to know from people. That's what we're interested (laughs) in. It's that simple. Why are you here in front of me today? What makes you either an expert or interesting? Okay, let's get into that.
0: And when I've had people suggest guests, I'm like, okay, you suggested that guest. I've secured that guest. What would you want to ask them if you were on the show? And so that's been helpful too. is we've had listener suggested questions where I ask what they would like me to ask them. And that's been kind of fun too. And, and this is a podcast where you can actually ask us to, to bring on a guest and you can ask us to ask them certain questions and we're happy to do that. And so I, looking to the future, I'm not, I don't have aspirations
1: of making this the next Joe Rogan podcast. It, even if I could, and I'm I'm not going to even pretend that I could, it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but i for the future i just want to keep it you and i hanging out chatting with people that are interesting
0: yep and having fun doing it and you know we've been able to do some fun trips as a result of the podcast and go do some fun things and we intend to keep doing that and bringing back that information you know as david does his world traveling hunts you know we'll we'll always bring him on to talk about what all he's doing and when i do my little fishing trips here and there we'll talk about those i mean it's it's the stuff we care about, stuff we're interested in. But I, I think we also really should talk about, you know, the sponsors and and kind of.
1: Oh, just for how sure. Meaningful. We couldn't, couldn't. Are
0: we couldn't keep this up? I mean, just the
1: website hosting and the podcast hosting and the equipment and the space. I mean, without.
0: Without some of that funding, th- this doesn't exist, right? Yeah, and people think, oh, it's just a couple of guys recording. Well. You've got thousands of dollars in equipment, you've got your time, you've got to have a space, you know, we've invested in sound stuff to help kind of keep the echoes down and you'll notice over the evolution of the podcast, it's gotten better. There's no way we could have done it without our high mountain PK and bow spider relationships. Those wouldn't have wouldn't have materialized. It wouldn't have, it would have been a lot slower, I guess if we'd had to do it on our own, all on our own, it would have just happened a lot slower. I think when, when there was that major transition from
1: County 10 to our own without their support, I, I think it would have been like, you know what? There's, there's no, you know, Patrick has a, another full-time job. David's got another full-time job. This isn't, this, <laughs> this, this isn't our, our mainstay, but we definitely want to keep this moving forward. And, and without those sponsors, without without their advertising dollars. So what I'm saying to you guys is if you're in the fishing industry, bam, you, you better be looking up PK. <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the fishing or hunting industry, boom, go look at High Mountain Seasoning. They got something. We've told you a hundred times and we've made recipes. And it's no joke. I use it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's down to the point where when we have dinner, you know, my, uh, my kids getting the salt and pepper garlic rub from high mountain seasoning <laughs> out of the cupboard and that's what's good going stuff. on top
0: of it. He's like, where's my garlic rub, right? It's so good. And if you haven't been to our YouTube channel, we do have one and we have a bunch of high mountain videos on there and you can go and check those out. I just put one out that David and I did up in Alaska, which was way fun. We did high mountain seasoning, smoked fish. Smoked salmon, of course. By
1: far, the their gourmet, gourmet, on fish brine. On sockeye. Because we did <laughs> my dad's homemade family pass down recipe. We did the recipe that I concocted or, or absconded with in Alaska. Then we did the gourmet, and we and did the Alaskan. The, And by far, the taste test proved, because it was same fish, brine, same time, smoked in the same smoker, you know, everything was identical other than which brine the Mm -hmm. fish came out of. And, you know, if if you've got your own take, great. If you want more lemon pepper, great. But for me,
0: I'm just going to gourmet Gourmet. and and bring it home and I'll be happy. So another funny story about that. The very first time I smoked fish was with gourmet fish brine that Danny Kirtle bought me to do a bunch of, um, splake and cutthroat trout that we caught here, ice fishing. And I remember feeding it to my grandma and she's like, man, this is amazing. You know, I had my little chief smoker back then, you know, that little tiny three rack system. It took forever to smoke. That's great. If you're doing three fish, good. right? Yeah. It's, it's perfect. If you had to do three, six, trout, six big trout. So it took like multiple <laughs> sessions to get through that. And so now I've upgraded my situation so I can handle a lot more fish, but, I'll never forget that because that was back in like 2008 you know i was using gourmet fish brine back then and still using it a little 2023 <laughs> so <laughs> you know same with pk though you know i've been using pk since 2008 and uh you know did a lot of work with them in their in their infancy and man you talk about amazing lures that you can catch literally any kind of fish on i mean they're I have, they're incredible
1: i have master angler you and I caught yep. it, but BK yep. Lure, right? And I, I'm not going to be as quick to the draw with uh, finishing my master angler as uh, Danny or you <laughs> or even your kids. But you know, I think I've got three now. And, yep. you know, I've, I've got the goal of it's back there. I'm, mm-hmm. We're going to start targeting and getting the rest of them just because I don't know
0: why, because it can't. It's, it's there. It's fun. It's a challenge, right? Like And everybody wants a challenge. It's and just without like, that system, I don't think... I would be nearly as interested in
1: going after different species within wyoming you mm-hmm. know i'd you invite me to go fishing sure let's go or, or go with anybody else right but now i'm like hey i got to get after the
0: species and, and go i got to
1: break the <laughs> break the minimum so i can submit my I, I don't know why I'm it's not, fun
0: it's fun yeah i mean it's just like anything else why do we do the outdoor stuff that we do it's fun you know we want to challenge we, whether it be like if you're just a day hiker you have a challenge of trying to do that trail that day, you know, or if you've got an elk hunt, you've got a challenge to go harvest that elk and get it out of there. If you're like me trying to catch a master angler or David, you know, like we know the size that we need to catch and we're going to go try to find the body of water that has them and then try to catch them and then get it all done. So, I mean, it's all about challenging yourself to get better.
1: And there's this evolution and I'll use bear hunting as the best example, but we can apply to fishing is, you know, as a young, young man, you first start bear hunting, you just want to shoot a bear, any bear, you don't care, I just want to get a bear. Once you get a bear, then you just want to get a big bear, right? You want to get lots of bears, you want to get a big bear. Once you've harvested a couple bear, you kind of go, you know what, I either want a specific color phase or the mm-hmm. old behemoth bear that's on his way down and out, right? And you're willing to pass adolescent bears for sure. Absolutely. And then once you finally top tier three decades of bear hunting, you know, you've harvested some really big, you know, say, say several really big bears, you'll get to the point where you just take a camera and you go, you know what? I just want to go interact with bears. Same thing with a, say a rainbow trout fisherman, right? First you start out as a little kid. I just want to catch a trout. Then I want to catch a lot of trout. Then I want to catch a big trout. And once you catch one big one, then you're like, no, I want to go to this body of water with this lure at this time and catch Mm -hmm. the biggest trout in the, in the place. And then you get to a point in your trout fishing career, your bear hunting career, your elk hunting career, where you just want to take other people and see them catch their first trout or harvest their first bear or see their first elk, right? That's That gets to be the fun. And that's kind of with our kids. You and I are now more on that. You know, you take all your kids fishing, just, just keeping hooks baited or lures and <laughs> tangles and people in the water, you know, dad doesn't get to fish very much.
0: No, and it's kind of funny because like I've been, pursuing the ultimate angler thing and I'm really close but I I know I would be there if I was a single guy that would be easy I'd be done but I'm not and I'm proud to say that all my kids have at least three of the master angler species caught submitted done in fact faith has five and She's on her, on her way to be the youngest. <laughs> yeah. She could be the youngest ultimate angler. I mean, she's, she's very driven about it and I'm proud of that. It's like, yeah, I don't have it yet. I will, but I'm passing up a lot of opportunities cause I want my kids to have them and, and I'm putting them on the best spot to cast. I'm putting them on the best, you know, place wherever we go, because I want them to have it and they're going to pass that forward in in two decades, Patrick, they're going to have
1: their kid out there and be like, Hey, dad brought me right here. You stand here. You, you, you cast Mm -hmm. here. Uh, I'll wait. No, you, you, you cast. Right. And that's part of what we're trying to perpetuate with this podcast.
0: Yep. I I think specifically of faith catching her 28 inch burbot. Like that could have been my fish easily. (laughs) So I was like, I want to see my kid catch this fish.
1: Do you remember going on the Kenai with Hunter? Yeah. And I set him up that was in awesome. the spot on the end of the, you know, the ramp and I'm having to hold everybody out there <laughs> hunters, you know, flossing and hooked into a, you know, maybe an eight pound red, maybe it was 12, but it was probably more like eight, nine pound fish. That's a Nice fish. I'm having to hold the the rod above the, the cork so it might break and hold the back of his life jacket because the fish is <laughs> going to pull him in the river and he's not strong enough to hold the rod but he's sitting there cranking for all he's worth and winching you know, that thing in.
0: you know what though everybody on that bank that was watching him hooked up and watching you hold him and keeping him from getting pulled into the river was just smiling ear to ear because it was so cool to see him do that yeah and it was as a dad it would have been way more
1: not rewarding but as, a, as the fishing, you know, wanting to check the box of fishing, I wasn't fishing, right? I was sitting there helping a kid who didn't want to get wet and <laughs> w- was trying to engage and have fun. But he, you know, going to Boyson and then letting him have his own rod and, you know, catching planter rainbows, great, perfect, awesome, right? We yeah. can go down to Flaming Gorge or go up here to one of the dams and, and utilize some power bait. And that's, then I can set his rod and I can go fish, in that situation, in that raging river, no dad, I didn't get to fish. Right. Yeah. Now I fished earlier in the day and then I fished later, but at that moment it was about him and I was hundred percent supportive and glad to be there. And he had a blast. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> never forget. I'm sitting here holding the rod, holding his life jacket. Like, you know, it'd be a lot easier for me to just take this rod and reel this fish <laughs> in,
0: but that's not the point. And he caught some great fish and was a big contributor, you know, and, and I think that's really cool. My, my two oldest are getting ready to do hunter safety. And so I'm looking forward to them being contributors on the hunting side, you know, this next year, potentially for big game,
1: which is really cool. And we've had, you know, a couple elk episodes, you know, just elk tips that I've done. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm again, nobody I still, as far as a big game, successful, big name. Now I, have I've, I've stumbled onto a few elk and I've gotten lucky more than once. And I'd rather be lucky than good.
0: But you've had a lot of fun and I you know, I think about again fun trips we've done, that cow elk hunt we just did and so the pheasant hunting and the fishing in Alaska. We've done local fishing here. I think about that day on the Wind River where you caught your first brown, caught that really nice brown too. Yeah. Um you, you, you caught the uh, the rainbow that's mounted, I believe. It was a big cutthroat, cutthroat yeah. Man. Cutthroat. Snake River cut and that was that was an epic day of fishing. Oh, Absolutely it was, epic.
1: Yeah. I that was great. <laughs> wind river. I think that was the uh, magic mile in Casper,
0: <laughs> the miracle mile. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or no, maybe uh, it was Pinedale. <laughs> Weren't we we're in Colorado? I can't remember, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but the fishing was awesome. Yes, and, it was. You know, we've had some, some really fun times and we're going to have a lot more fun times. I mean, it's, it's just, again, we both have full-time jobs. We're both busy people. I've got four kids. You've got three kids. You're running a business. I'm trying to get businesses to the state doing all kinds of other stuff, but it's, it's a, it's a cool time to be a part of Ragcast and and be doing this. And I think that we're going to have a lot more to bring forward. I, I already know one of them just so that you all know is we're talking to Dan Thompson here pretty soon about black bear. And so that's coming up and, We've got a lot of other ones planned too.
1: Yeah, we I uh, (laughs) I kind of mentioned to Patrick, I'm like, you know, we've done we've done all the large carnivores except for one with Dan. We might as Uh well. We better do the last one. But while you're talking, I'm I'm excited to get to go with you and help cow elk hunt with the kids for their first elk. Yeah, that's you could tell me, hey, we're gonna go after this monster bowl archery for three weeks straight, or I get to go on a one or a two day cow elk hunt with some kids that have never gone and. I'm more excited about taking the kids cow elk hunting because they're going to be you know everything's new everything's exciting everything you know me a cow elk hunt yeah sure let's let's go get the meat for the freezer let's get home and get warm before <laughs> before the
0: extremities fall off but yeah it'd be cool to see the kids harvest their first big game so i'm pretty excited about that and, and you know we're going to have a lot more on fishing we're going to have a, a lot, lot more, more on all kinds of different topics and it's always you know, it, it's always one of those things, again, if you listen to this podcast and you know somebody that you think would be a really good guest or you have a topic that you're like, hey guys, you haven't covered that yet. Lander Lander,
1: B- bread connection. Baking
0: bread yeah, for a hunting and fishing podcast.
1: Well, you do need something to go besides your protein on your plate, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, we had Jake to come on and talk about climbing. That yeah. one, I remember that one well. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great podcasts that we've done and a lot of great guests. And so if you haven't, like David said, if you haven't listened to him, go back, download them. There's
1: 99 them. other ones right now. There's, there's, there's like Patrick said, probably over a hundred hours of content.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so check them out. And you know, don't forget that one of the things that helps our podcast is when you rate the podcast, when you tell a friend about it, because, when you download it. Yeah, we're not spending a whole bunch of money on marketing, guys. Like this, this is really a grassroots word of mouth podcast. So share it with your friends. That really helps. But
1: there's a by keeping it the grassroots, we maintain a hundred percent control. We get to pick the guests, and we're not mm-hmm. under pressure to meet a marketing budget or a deadline or a quota it's like no this is who we're going to talk to and this is what's going to happen so i'm thankful for everybody listening i'm definitely thankful for the sponsors patrick i'm thankful that you've put way more than, than those hours into keeping this running and going and moving forward and yeah i mean i'm let's sign up and let's let's look back and let's go to let's go to episode 200 when when i first uh approach you I'm like hey let's do a, a pilot of 12 episodes and see yep. how it goes well, and we've blown that out of the water haven't we oh yeah yeah that was <laughs> that was a long time ago I oh. think when we you, you you might have mentioned when 12 and and Zumbo was coming up soon or had I don't remember I'm not gonna he was number seven I think yeah something like that and you're like hey we're coming up on number 12 here pretty quick I'm like well let's go to 24 <laughs> that's no brainer double this down right yeah well let's double it again
0: so yeah i think we have a lot more that we can bring forward that's going to be useful and helpful so we'll just keep after it and keep doing what we do but yeah we couldn't do it without all of you who listen. so thank you so much for all your support it's been huge and what are you looking forward to most over the next couple of years here david i want to i want to
1: get a couple of those uh top 50 guests on here there's there's a couple that we're going <laughs> to, short of uh, driving up in an unmarked van and throwing them in, we'll strong arm a couple guys and get them on here for sure.
0: Yeah, I've got a few more fishing guests for sure that I would love to talk to and just get their perspective, you know, and learn some things from them. I mean, I'm learning stuff all the time. Uh, there's, there's a lot of really great anglers out there, and I do want to give a shout-out to my friend Mark Hill. He lives down in Arizona. He just caught a state-record smallmouth bass, And he could have kept it and he could have submitted it, um, but he submitted for the catch and release. He decided to let that big fish go. It was over six and a half pounds. It was a really nice small. So now it's still down there swimming around. Yep. And he is a fish killer that that guy can catch fish. I mean, he's one of the best walleye anglers I've ever seen and he's turning into one heck of a bass angler too. So just got to give him a big shout out. That's a, that's a catch of a lifetime
1: for sure and that that's cool congrats
0: yeah so well guys we're gonna head out and get back to work on some other things but um again thank you for your support and we'll look forward to creating a whole bunch more of ragcast outdoors
1: until next time get go uh, go find one of those recipes try it get out in the outdoors and take a kid a neighbor a newbie somebody with
0: you and share that experience with them all right take care everybody Thanks again for listening to the Ragcast Outdoors podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. If so, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast and subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating, which really helps other people find the show. You can find all of our shows, recipes, giveaways, videos, and much more at radcastoutdoors.com. While you're there, please help support the show by purchasing a Ragcast Outdoors shirt, or hat please don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram we also have a ragcast community on facebook called ragcast nation and we'd love for you to join in the conversation there and of course please help support our sponsors who make this show possible thank you again to pk lures bow spider and high mountain seasonings until next time get out there and enjoy the outdoors